Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Off the Hook, airing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Welcome to the program. If you like, please like, and we love it when you subscribe on YouTube. And we've got the offthehooksports.com, a great place for you to find your latest fall news. But again, set your notifications on Twitter, Facebook, and more. We're at a midweek on a Wednesday, depending on where you're listening. So coming up, we will have a gentleman that has a very interesting name that covers Ball State, Tennessee's first opponent. Robert General, which sounds to me like General Robert Nealon. I keep looking at his name like I've got it written down wrong. Uh, he covers uh, Ball State, so we'll visit with him. He is not related to General Nealon because his last yeah. name is General. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm General's a title, so. That's right. But other than that, they could be related. It's at least worth asking him about. So a lot of news to get to today. Social media recruiting buzz that is on offthehooksports.com. Again, set those notifications on. Hopefully my wife doesn't have her notifications on because, um, Amanda, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well. I lost my wedding ring this morning. Can't be good. Where? Uh, it was apparently at the gym, but see, Ethan can learn from this. It's kind of a fakey, like it's one of those rubber things. Oh. Because I've lost I've lost some weight and they my real one gets loose. So I save it. So I didn't really lose. It's like an eight dollar little rubber ring 
but yeah, that's you can replace that. I thought <laughs> you meant like your actual band, and, and I was like, I know. Oh, yeah. that's a problem. But I'm just we'll telling you, Ethan, as a young man who's about to get married in August, it's not a horrible idea. Oh no, we I had already planned on it. I had already. Oh, you had? So that's I lose a, everything. That wasn't a, I lose oh. everything, so I have to. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Uh, Nico deciding not to go to the Elite 11 camp. We'll get to that as part of our uh, news to begin the show. And it's brought to you today by Big Orange Phillies. If you're listening around lunchtime, they know it's tough to get out of the office for a long lunch. So you can go get quality food at Big Orange Phillies right there in Halls. It is very convenient to Maynardville and North Knoxville. Fresh ingredients, casual, shouldn't mean stale food options. That is Big Orange Phillies in Halls on, on Maynardville. Check them out, Big Orange Phillies. So, guys, some uh, news from the weekend before we get to talking Cruton. Uh, this came up yesterday. I don't know if this is Cruton or not, but uh, Nico Iaamuleyava. Yeah. Now I'm having I think fun. You added you. something. Yeah, Nico Iaamuleyava. Um, Just gonna let you keep going with it. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. So he's not in the Elite Eleven, which is the finals. It's the premier camp in. Well, I'm in all of college football recruiting. I illustrated some things in my column that I want to bring up. But first, let's just start with Ethan, go around Robin. I mean, how did that strike you when you saw that he wouldn't be at the Elite 11? Again, shouldn't have been a surprise. We heard his comments that he was going to focus on volleyball. But uh, just kind of your thoughts before we get to Amanda, too. Yeah, there there's obviously reports and him saying that you know, he was wanting to focus on volleyball. I, I don't think anything really was confirmed on that, but that's the most likely reason that he missed. And I, I don't look too much into this, to be totally honest with you. Arch Manning it didn't attend either. Um, sometimes there's just other things to do. Um, it may be important, but at a certain extent, you can't prove yourself any more than you already have. And he, you know, has already committed to Tennessee. He's already got a place that he's going. I know I believe it's Dante Moore, one of the top quarterbacks there, was an undecided recruit. And for people like that, I feel like that's important just so people can see you. They can see how you work in their offense. But for a guy like Nico, there's just not much to gain, I think, personally, from going to something like that, especially if you have a prior commitment. I 110% agree. I think the dedication to his volleyball team is admirable. I think the Elite 11 camp is is there to get you more college interest. He doesn't need that. It is much more, as I wrote in my column, a football convention than a football training camp. Uh, Amanda, I've got zero problem with him not going. As a matter of fact, it, had he asked me, I would, she's not going to. I would have said, don't go. Don't worry about it. If I were a Tennessee fan, I would be uh, quite pleased with his decision considering that he's not trying to show out for anybody else. He's not out there, you know, throwing or trying to get more media attention um, to possibly catch any other coaches, you know, attention. Um, Also, it shows a dedication to his team, even though it's volleyball. It shows a dedication (laughs) to his team where (laughs) – it's you still, spike, it's still you just being, spike volleyball right in the face over the I, net. I didn't. I'm <laughs> saying that it's not football, but it shows a dedication to his team, and he's putting his team first in deciding, you know, this that he's gonna he's gonna play with his team rather than go to this big like national 
you know, Elite 11 thing. I think it shows his character and it shows how committed he is to Tennessee. There are two things, Ethan, that could throw a wrench in what we all agree is the consensus. One, if he told him, you would be there. If you tell somebody you're going to do something, you should do it. But I don't know that he told him. So he may have been invited and said, oh, great. I'll look forward to it. That's not the same thing as saying I'm going to be there. Yeah. Um, right. Which I think is probably the case. At least the ones I've been around where you get selected, nobody says I'm 100% going to be there. I, you know, I've been there when they've been handed the trophy to go to these camps. And then the other thing, if there were other kids there for Tennessee um, wanting to recruit, then he could help there. But this is a quarterback camp. So there'll be some other prospects there. Don't get me wrong. But I'm sure he's evaluated that. He's earned the benefit of the doubt, in my mind, Uh, the way he's recruited. He apparently doesn't think there's anybody attainable at this camp where I believe he'd be there for one three-star guy that Tennessee likes. Yeah, uh, you hit the nail on the head. It's mostly a quarterback camp, and Tennessee just doesn't need a quarterback right now. And not to mention, he doesn't want Tennessee to be getting another quarterback, at least not in their class. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe in the future, you know, like a 2025 guy. But why why would Nico want, want to be recruiting, I guess, quarterbacks? He wants to recruit every other position, I feel like, except for quarterback. Now, maybe he does. Uh, I, I could be wrong there, but I feel like he feels Tennessee's lined up in the cornerback quarterback department and he'll let the uh the professional guys take care of that talking crouton is now more crouton news right here on off the sports talking crouton am i right or am i right or am i right who's on tennessee's board the names you need to know exclusively on off the hook sports with dave hooker Talking Cruton today as Amanda's apparently getting attacked by our dog, Ava. My mom loves your dog. Um, Talking Cruton today brought to you by Biles Automotive Group right there. Biles Automotive is on Callahan. Car shopping made easy. If you want to do financing at Biles, they can do that. Uh, They can take care of you. And they've got fantastic car service and repair work right there. And it's about integrity when it comes to Biles automotive group on Callahan. Absolutely love them. So uh, check them out. All right. So a couple of recruiting tidbits and we'll get to some, some more news from around the country, but apparently Tyree Weathersby is down to four schools. He posted that on his uh, social media. So he is from new Manchester high school in Douglasville, Georgia. He posted these down to Tennessee, Mississippi state, Kentucky, and South Carolina. I have no reason to think that Tennessee's not in good shape. And this one, more of a long shot, and we don't really have a good feel for Samuel Mpemba, the 240-pound edge rusher, six foot three. I just like the way that sounds. Uh, we used to write D-E slash linebacker, but now it's edge. But he's going to announce uh, top seven schools. <laughs> I, again, I will tell you that this is, you know, he's at IMG Academy. He's uh, – been leaning, we think, towards Notre Dame, based off what I've been told. Alabama and Ford are in it. This would be a huge, monstrous surprise, Ethan, if they got in Pimba. But I get the feeling that in this 2023 class that there is going to be a defensive player that Tennessee is going to steal because of the ability to play right away. And I'm talking about a highly rated guy, not knocking the guys they already have. But I think there's an opportunity to step in and and play so i don't know if he's one but he's in the back of my mind for an early candidate i 
I would agree with you that I don't think Pimba is is one of those guys. He se- like you said, he seems to be a guy that's leaning heavily towards. I would think Notre Dame. Um, I in in my opinion, there's two guys Tennessee is looking at five star wise that they are still in the ballpark for at least in the class of 2023, and that's Francis Maugawa and um, Sean Davion Bradley, uh, the guy he's uh, edge rusher, five star guy, number 36 or number 38 overall player in the nation and he's just elite every sense of the word um i believe south carolina is a school that is heavily recruiting him right now along with texas a&m he announced his top three just a few days ago so that's something to keep an eye on um that defender that tennessee could you know maybe be jumping in i think south carolina has a slight edge as of right now but no one really knows obviously um, I believe he picked up a crystal ball a little while ago for Tennessee. So that's something that people will just have to keep an eye on and, and see how that plays out. Yeah, an elite edge rusher that could also anchor down and play the run could totally change Tennessee's defense. They didn't have anything like that. And uh, as far as uh, Maui Goa, I, um, I, I, I feel like that's a coin flip. I feel like Tennessee's in it, uh, very in it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up a ball at all. Between the two, I would say Maui Go is the better chance. I just have no idea. There, it's it. You could tell kind of with Carnell Tate, and I hate to bring him up because that's that ship is kind of sailed. You could t- tell with Carnell Tate though that Ohio State was his obvious lean. Um, I'm not sure I can read anything from Bradley and Maui Go as of right now. I'd say Bradley maybe is slight South Carolina lean, like lean like i said just a little bit ago but none of them are carnell tate levels of oh yeah it's it's all but done you know they're just waiting to announce um maui go i feel like it's between tennessee and usc really um i yeah. believe ryan callahan the other day said said otherwise it might be um i forgot who the other school was but a lot of other schools that were fighting for maui go at the moment i think it's going to be between tennessee and usc and i couldn't tell you like you said it's a coin flip I know Florida's made him a top priority. That doesn't mean he's going there. So, so I, I believe he said the one it. school that he had met with that he was not hearing a lot of buzz about was Florida, which yeah. to a Tennessee fan is probably good news. Yeah, I mean, I think that Southern California makes a lot of sense, but uh, we'll see. Uh, some more news, uh, uh, a bit of uh, news with the NFL that Amanda's been pretty strong on. Deshaun Watson's hearing for the NFL will resume on Wednesday. Uh, Of course, he's been accused by 25 women of actions ranging from sexual assault to inappropriate behavior. The push is, according to to sources and ESPN's Adam Schefter, that they're uh, working really hard to get him suspended for a year. Amanda, I'm interested your thoughts on that. Actually, that was Dan Graziano. I think I miscredited, but Dan Graziano um, said there, the NFL is pushing hard for a year yet. He might not face any criminal charges, might not lose a civil case, might just settle your thoughts on sitting him for a year or more. If I understand that the NFL is a different, um, it's a whole different thing. Other you know, not, it doesn't have to abide by law. So if, if somebody, it's a private company. So if somebody comes out and, you know, says he's accused me, the NFL has the right to 
pass along judgment. It doesn't have to be a innocent until proven guilty kind of thing. Um, however, I disagree with it. If there is no, there's no proof to the claims. And I understand, I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm not saying he did do it. I just disagree with it, especially when women are willing to settle out of court for a civil case. You know, if you, you would feel if he did something that was illegal or um, something that was highly frowned upon, sexual assault, stuff like that, you would feel that they wouldn't want to settle outside of court, that they would take it and get all that they could out of it, if, especially if, you, if you're a victim of something like that and you've suffered from something like that. The fact that they want to settle out of court uh, gives me a little bit of concern as to what really happened. And I don't think the NFL should punish someone if, if no one can find, you know, an illegal instant fault with his actions. If a grand jury won't indict. Well, I, I mean that, it. I think there's probably three different types of accusatory people in this case. I think there's something really happened to some of them. Something kind of sort of happened. And then some people jumped on board to make a little cash. I mean, I think that's probably what happened, but I don't know how to, but when you're at 25, good gracious, I I don't know how you, I mean, that's just, uh, that's an insane number to me. So I I mean, it is a lot. It's a lot. I get that. Um, However, when, where's the line? How many masseuses have you seen in your life combined? Mine's probably a half dozen or less. Upwards of 20 or more? It's like Sean LaFrada in the house. (laughs) No, I just. How did those massages go for you? (laughs) It's just a random membership. Oh, sorry. Sometimes you can't get the person that you want because they're booked out. So you just, you know, if you need, if you're hurting, you just take whoever's available. There. Sometimes it's not the uh, relationship. It's the membership. Regardless, the NFL (laughs) has to draw a line and say how many people can accuse you before we take a, a stand here or how many people are able to accuse you before we you know, um, suspend you. You have to draw a line. Is it five people? Is it four people? Is one accusation enough? It, I mean, we have to figure that out somewhere. So if I put the over under on number of masseuses that you had at 25 and a half, would it be over or under? That's my Deshaun Watson line of the day. Over. Wow. Um, please take your <laughs> notifications on Twitter, Facebook on and like and subscribe this video to this video and you'll get more from Off Thug Sports on YouTube and offthugsports.com. Subscription is free. The baseball or I'm sorry, the basketball schedule uh, came out and uh, your your thoughts. Uh, what what dates stood out for you as Tennessee's basketball balls or will be at the forefront in just a couple months? Yeah, Tennessee yesterday announced um which games will be home games, which will be 
uh, road games. Tennessee has three home and home series every year that are permanent. It's Kentucky, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. So they'll be traveling to Rupp, traveling to Nashville, and obviously traveling to Columbia while also also hosting those teams. They added two more. Um, they add two more every year that are home and home series. And this year, Tennessee gets Mississippi State and Auburn, which I think both of those are going to be really fun. Mississippi State is building a solid program, and obviously Auburn is Auburn. They lose uh, Jabari Smith, uh, number two pick in the NBA draft, but they're still going to be a really decent team. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see them play in Knoxville this year and obviously go down to Auburn and, and play them in that one. As far as the rest of them go, the home games, Arkansas and Alabama for Tennessee, I think that's an excellent draw. Arkansas is probably if not the best, one of the best teams in the SEC this season. Alabama is never a slouch under Nate Oates. Um, so that's a favorable draw for Tennessee, especially considering the road games for the Vols. Um, LSU, Florida, Missouri, are n- none of those really stand out to me as incredibly difficult. So Tennessee really got their hardest teams at home. And and I'd say their hardest team on the road this year will be LSU, but they're kind of reeling as well. Obviously, they lost all 13 scholarship players from last season um, when Will Wade left. Mac McMahon is coming over. Uh, he's put together quite the roster with what he was given. He's got Adam Miller from Illinois. I uh, only keeps one player from last season, I believe. And couple guys from Murray State, Justice Hill, K.J. Williams. So that's going to be a lot of interesting to see Tennessee play them. I think that'll be a fun game. It's going to be interesting to see how LSU will respond, uh, I feel like, from losing all those players, see if they can be an Iowa State type of team that just got transfers and made the NCAA tournament. I personally don't think they're a tournament team. And then moving on to Florida, they're a team that I don't feel like is going to be what they once were. A lot of people are higher on them than I am. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. And it's it. I'm I'm excited for some Tennessee basketball. It's it's nice to see this, even though we're still a few months away. I think four months away from tip. So it's nice to see that the schedule's coming out. Give us a little sliver of uh, hope that Tennessee basketball is actually coming back in in the uh, middle of summer. Yep, uh, we're we're right around the corner. They'll start the three on three, or the the, the three man group work um, where they can work out three guys at a time with the coaches here shortly. Um, a, a very sad note, um, uh, Ron Slay, who's a friend of the program, yeah. his younger brother, uh, if you haven't seen on Twitter, apparently shot and they uh, killed and they don't know who who did it. So our prayers are with Ron Slay. As, <clears throat> as I've said before, he's been on this program already. He is one of my top two or three favorite balls in, in 20 years to cover. No question about it. So. Uh, Amanda doesn't want to toot her own horn, I'm sure, but she was nice enough to find. She happens to know uh, uh, the owner of a um, a business there in the area where the young man was shot. She was nice enough to pass along some contact information on property managers. So just hope justice plays plays itself out. Um, there's no good uh, way to segue into this, but uh, Tennessee prayers for you, Ron. But uh, Tennessee baseball does not get a player on the first team All American list, according to baseballamerica.com. Probably lead us into a poll question. Uh, Amanda, I was going to ask was Tennessee slided by Baseball America and not being on the first team? I'm. I'm going to say yes. They were slided. I don't yeah, think there's a. I don't think there's a debate that. Okay, yeah, but I. But I have been a part of some of these voting things where. It just kind of shakes out that way. 
so I want to ask the question, and it may be it may be her, today's poll question. Let's call it today's tough question. And that is, um, did they purposefully slight Tennessee because of their behavior? Absolutely. I 100, 100% believe that they slighted Tennessee because of their behavior. And again, that's coming from somebody that's not a Tennessee fan. I'm not, you know, being a homer here. I honestly believe that their behavior caused the slight to them. I mean, you don't go, you know, to be in the most dominant team in college baseball regular season um, and, and not have a player that's on that roster. I mean, Ben Joyce, especially, my goodness, he throws 105 miles an hour and you don't put him on there. Let's make, let's make that the poll question. If you don't care, Ethan, let's Mm -hmm. go. Did Tennessee purposefully was, was Tennessee purposefully slided or no, that's just the way the voting shook out. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we get that up on the Twitter, what, what is your take? Do you think they were purposefully slided? It's hard to say. I don't have much of a take, so I won't take one side over another. I would, I'd lean towards probably there's something going on there because I, I agree with what Amanda said. If you're the number one team in the country, there's someone on that team. I'll, I'll name one right now, Chase Dolander. I don't understand how he's not a, a first-team selection. You could throw Jordan Beck in there. I mean, there, there's, there's, about, there's about four uh, players you could throw I could, I could keep throwing out names, to be honest with you. Trey Lipscomb already got gypped for SEC um, honors, so I could definitely truck Trey Lipscomb in there. I can see why they wouldn't put him. There's a lot of good players in, in college baseball, but Chase Dolander is the one that blows my mind. I don't understand how he wouldn't get – he's easily, in my opinion, one of the best pitchers in the nation. So – I'm not exactly sure how Dolander doesn't get it, but I, I'm not 100% sure if there was malicious intent there. Um, malicious, but that kind of intent there. In two minutes, we preview Ball State. Stay tuned. This is Off the Hook Sports with Amanda and Ethan. I'm Dave Hooker. To own the more that owns every job, then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassey's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassey Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. 
This is Al's Dish Barbecue Supply, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food, and we'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, but Chattanooga goes to grill. Time for a preview of Ball State, as that will be Tennessee's first opponent uh, this year. We're going to be joined by a very special guest that's brought to you in part by Bassey Lawn and Garden. Bassey Lawn and Garden, 20,000 parts in stock, and they have service specials all the time. The largest Toro dealer in Tennessee, Toro, count on it. Uh, 0% APR for up to 48 months and 3.99% for 60 months. So we're going to bring in Robbie General now that joins us. Uh, and Robbie, in case you want to follow his work leading up to the football season, uh, Robbie uh, works with the Star Press in Muncie, Indiana, and you can follow his work at thestarpress.com covering uh, Ball State. Robbie, how are you, sir? I appreciate it. Robbie, can you hear me okay? I'm, I'm doing well. Some uh, computer issues here. Yeah, we got you now, so that, that tends to happen, so... Yeah, do you have me okay? I think we're having some trouble with Robbie. Robbie's now frozen. Robbie, if we can get you to log back in, I think we can make it the is, magic uh, happen. Let's see. Right it's yeah, let's see if we can get Robbie to jump back in. So, Robbie, if you can go ahead and jump back in and just uh, kind of bounce out of that and come back in, we'll bring you back up. It's uh, an opponent that there's no question Tennessee should should beat and i've done a little bit of research on them but nevertheless i mean this is the kind of game even you set up to improve a program and get better and this is that type of game i mean i i just unless we go super conference i don't see there being you know 12 tough opponents every year in college football yeah and unless this is a georgia state thing again which uh, well, would be eerily similar to how the jeremy pruitt uh era started <laughs> so, uh, i mean in, in year two losing game one to a, a team you should beat um i don't know would make a lot of sense to me probably not going to happen obviously josh heupel his offense his team kind of lives off uh, dominating these smaller schools. That's kind of the entire point of this offense. There's there's not really any smaller school, in my opinion, that would be able to beat Tennessee's offense. The the same way as I don't think there's a smaller school that would be able to beat Lane Kiffin and Ole, Miss, Ole Miss's offense. It's just kind of uh, a difference in, in how the, the teams play. Let me bring in Robbie General again. Uh, so, Robbie, do we have a better connection now? I think we're better. Yeah, I think, uh, Probably, I think we yeah. got it. Okay, gotcha. All right, Robbie is, again, with the, the Star Press. We got it. I, I believe in you. Maybe not. There's a bit of a delay, I think, so we'll just have to wait for him. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Robbie, tell us all that you can about this Ball State team and what you expect out of them this fall. Well, Robbie is just. I'm losing it. Just hopping on my gonna, phone. I'm sorry, Robbie. We'll figure it out. Uh, and I didn't even get to tell the joke on. about his name. Robbie General, General Robert Nealon. So I thought that was. Nobody you already told the joke. I know, but I didn't get to tell it to him, and I thought it was funny. 
So we had some connection issues. He's a big Bears fan, though, Ethan. Yeah. He chatted up. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> but but t- t- Tennessee and Ball – go ahead. I'm sorry. Amanda. Did you know that Ball State landed – sorry, that's my feather pen. Don't judge it. Um, smells like cotton candy. Anyway, did you know – Yes, she is well, holding a fluffy pen. Yes, and it smells like cotton candy. The like it's made to smell like cotton candy. Anyway, did you know that they added ten recruits in a week for twenty twenty three? I guess it's guys that were just kind of waiting on offers. I mean, oh. maybe, but like <laughs> still, they added ten in a week. Like, what are they doing? Well, from how much from what I saw, Ball State have? Ball State has two guys. Um, two, three-star guys that are probably going to be pretty solid players for them. Otherwise, it seems to be a bunch of guys, kind of like Dave said, that we're just waiting on offers. Yeah, let me get to Robbie again. I think we got Robbie now. We got Robbie almost squarish. We got Robbie there. I pulled it hey. up on my phone because it was uh, my computer was not cooperating, but I think I think this is good now. So it's forty times it. better. <laughs> yes, yeah. Robbie General. Uh, any relation to General Robert Neeland? No, yeah. no. Just just, uh, <laughs> just got the last name General. Uh, it's uh, I've been teased about it. You know, growing up, you know, they said if you're in the army, you could be General General and stuff like that. But uh, still, haven't met someone with the same last name, so. No, if I was a prostitute, I'd be hooker, hooker. So, let me oh ask God. you. <laughs> Why? Yeah, let me ask you this. Um, Ball State, give us an overview, and we'll dive into the matchup a little bit deeper and what they're going to present this season. Yeah, Ball State, um, it, it's interesting this year. You know, last year they were one of the schools, I think when you looked across the landscape, with a a lot of six-year guys coming back and some seventh-year guys. Uh, there'll be a seventh-year guy coming back this year, which is just crazy to think about. Um, but they had a ton of those guys who used that extra year of eligibility um, because of how successful the 2020 season was um, and, and how they were able to, you know, navigate COVID, lost their first game, um, and then and kind of ran through and, and, and found a way to, to win the MAC and, and win the first bowl game in program history. And, Last year, uh, for a lot of people, it was kind of a step back because, you know, you're coming off that that high and then, you know, you come into last year and you finish six and six in the regular season, um, just get to another bowl game. And obviously, uh, I don't know how many people were uh, watching it on Christmas Day, but um, that did not go uh, Ball State's way um, whatsoever. But now this year they're losing a lot of that experience. So um, there's going to be a lot of new faces, um, a lot of guys who, who had starts, um, but weren't full year starters. So it's going to be a, obviously new quarterback. Um, they got another receiver, a Vanderbilt transfer, um, and the defense that we're going to see who's kind of going to step up in some of those spots because a lot of those guys went to pursue uh, professional opportunities. So um, a lot of question marks, I guess, coming into the year for Ball State for sure. Yeah, you mentioned all those new faces. Who do you think, I guess, on the team would give Ball State the the best chance, I guess, to go in there and get back to another bowl game and, and kind of really make an impact on the team this season? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, obviously, when, when you look at offensively, uh, Jay Sean Jackson's a weapon um, at wideout. You know, he's a, he was a Cincinnati guy, came here last year, was um, the number two behind Justin Hall, who was kind of a, you know, do everything type guy for, for Ball State. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how Carson Steele who's uh, now a sophomore uh, running back, how he steps up um, behind, you know, 
a young O-line, but an offensive lineman because of injuries uh, actually brings back a decent amount of experience despite being a lot of sophomores. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how Carson Seal steps up. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see John Paddock obviously coming in uh, under center. It's been a Drew Plitz show for the past couple of years. So uh, we'll see how he kind of adapts as well. And then uh, defensively, it's really going to be, um, I think it starts with the defensive line. Uh, you know, they bring back um, probably the most experience, uh, but then the secondary is going to be uh, definitely a, uh, uh, suspect and, and questionable and we'll see kind of how some of those guys step up as well yeah you talk about that experience on the defensive line I feel like the one way you can beat this Tennessee team obviously we're two months away but the one way you could beat this Tennessee team is really pressuring uh Hendon Hooker and really pressuring that offensive line that is has lost some guys is going to be a little shaky how how do you see if if at all uh Ball State pulling off an upset here or at least making it an interesting game kind of like Georgia State did against Tennessee in 2019 or earlier? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously from from the defensive uh, side, it, it starts with that defensive line, and, and they run, you know, three linemen sets most of the time. Um, but I think what makes them so dangerous is that, you know, they don't just have three or four or five guys. They, I mean, last year they were rotating in like nine or ten guys. So if those guys can stay fresh and maybe get a little bit of momentum – and, and keep up the pressure throughout the game, um, then that would give them the best chance to where, you know, the, uh, the, you're not giving the safeties and the quarterbacks too much time um, in coverage. So uh, I think it definitely – I think a lot of the success defensively is going to start with that defensive line. Um, but then the linebacking court brings back a lot of experience as well. And, um, you know, frankly, I think with a lot of these matchups where you got a mid-major and a, and a, and a you know, power school like Tennessee um, – it's, you need some of those turnovers and some of that good luck. And uh, Ball State in 2020 had a lot of that. At the beginning of 2021, didn't. And a lot of their success started when they were able to keep that turnover margin uh, in their favor. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So in, yeah. in terms of uh, it, it, with, with Ball State, um, there's all this talk of uh, a super conference. Maybe the, the SEC is part of a super conference that breaks off 32 teams. So I, I'm curious what you hear from the people at Ball State, because Ball State probably would not be a member of that super group. Um, and I wouldn't want to be left out in the cold. I'm assuming they're the, the same way. What do, what do you hear from the administrators of, about a possible evolution of college football? Yeah, you know, there hasn't been – a bunch of talk about that, but I'm sure it's kind of a, a creeping thought in, in the back of their minds. And um, I think the Max in, in kind of a weird spot where, you know, you've seen so much conference realignment and teams jumping back and forth. And um, the Mac just kind of makes sense the way it is. You know, I think there were some talks last year um, about possibly like middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky joining the Mac. And, and that was yeah. shot down rather quickly. Um, but, you know, logistically all these schools, I think from Buffalo, um, to Northern Illinois, which would be like the, the farthest schools from each other. They're about an eight hour drive and they all have relatively the same budgets. Um, 
so yeah, there hasn't been a lot of talk about that, but you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the ever changing landscape of college football, the, the mid American has been kind of boring in that aspect, uh, which I guess is, is, is good for the conference and its teams uh, not having to change a bunch, but it'll be interesting if that day ever does come, because, you know, uh, frankly, when, when you look at some of the teams who have historically been successful, maybe like a Western Michigan or, or Toledo or Northern Illinois, um, even Buffalo for a few years, um, you know, Ball State just isn't there in terms of, you know, I think a potential super conference. So, um, you know, that's that's been a thought that's crossed my mind where maybe it's like a, a, a D1A and then a D1AA or something like that. And I think Ball State is uh, on the outside looking in, um, definitely trying to, you know, become relevant in the MAC year after year, which they've had uh, problems doing throughout. Ethan, anything else from you or Amanda before we – Amanda, go. Shoot. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I would assume, and I think a lot of, I'm in the majority here, that the NIL, the whole NIL thing doesn't really affect you guys. Um, however, is there – is there something that that is affecting it or is the NIL something big at Ball State or how is that working? Yeah, that's actually a story I'm kind of diving in this summer trying to figure out more of it. Um, from what I heard, you know, there's kind of athletes across the board who have NIL deals, but not so much, you know, there's not going to be a, a kid in Muncie driving around with a a $200,000 car anytime soon. I don't think, um, a lot of the NIL deals and, and I, I, I've heard that there are a couple cash deals, but a lot of them are, are, you know, just, um, exchanging products, you know, free, free product and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because I, I don't think it really, I don't think it's going to affect, you know, whether a recruit comes here or, you know, Toledo, right. Um, I think there are businesses in the Muncie area that are interested in um, that's kind of who I'm, I'm talking to next about how they want to, you know, use NIL. And um, I know Ball State's kind of all in on it. They're they're um, from what I've heard, the administration is trying to help the students uh, whichever way possible. But, um, you know, I think uh, even a year into this, there's a lot of catch up being played and figuring out kind of the best way to do it. And they had just paired with open doors a couple months ago. So we'll see if that kind of expands some opportunities, but um, there hasn't been anything big. There's been like T-shirts. Um, I know some guys on the football team uh, have like websites where, you know, you could sign up to have dinner or, or you know, private sessions and, and stuff like that and even go bowling or something. I, I think I saw for one of them for a couple hundred bucks or something. So it um, doesn't play a huge role, but uh, I'm sure uh, for some of these college athletes, you know, uh, even products or, you know, small cash offers or uh, they help. They, they go a long way in Muncie, so. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take it, especially with gas prices. Um, so, <laughs> great stuff, Robbie. Again, Robbie General, he's a sports reporter at the Star Press in Muncie, Indiana. And you can go to starpress.com to follow his work, Tennessee's first opponent, Ball State, this upcoming season. Great preview, Robbie. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. Sorry for the uh, technical difficulties earlier. <laughs> Brother, we've had more technical difficulties than you can imagine. We're fine. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm a, a writer now. That's, yeah, have a great rest <laughs> of the week. I appreciate it. Yeah, that is – well, the, there's the flip side. When you get the non-save, automatic save, at the writer part. That's the technical part about it. That's the bad – you're almost done and your computer logs up. So it, it goes both ways. Clearly a team that Tennessee should beat and beat handily – Credit the Mac, Amanda, for marketing themselves with those midweek games. I mean, yeah. 
it seems like the Maction's always on. It's always well, Maction time. If you can't compete, and you know you can't compete with these Power Five, you know, conferences on TV, like, no offense to Ball State, nobody's going to tune in to Ball State when, you know, Georgia's playing or or Michigan's playing. No one's going to tune in to, to a MAC game. But, yeah, do what you have to do. I mean, that's – I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Well, I mean, you got the- – the other options are Conference USA, and I really don't know what they're doing. I don't even know if they're still a conference. They just air games at weird times. And then you have, at one point, the Pac-12 was going to air games at like 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Mm -hmm. Time. Did they end up doing that, Ethan? I can't remember. But can you imagine waking up and playing a football game at 9 in the morning local time? I want to think they they did for a a decent amount of time. I could be wrong about that, so I won't delve too much further into that. But the Pac-12 is just so strange cool. in that regard because obviously we're on the East Coast and they don't actually start at 11 o'clock. But I, I remember watching a lot of college basketball games that started past midnight <laughs> our time. And football, yeah. I remember, was was not much sooner. It was starting at like 9, 11 o'clock. That's just absurd. And obviously it's it's different because we're in a different time zone. But uh, for them to be starting at 9 o'clock, I think the pac Pac-12 just needs to figure out what they're doing over, over there. I mean, imagine rolling. Imagine setting your alarm clock on a Saturday morning, and you got to get out of bed and get ready to play a football game at nine. I mean, you do it in peewee. They got to be getting up football? at four in the morning at the very least. That's <laughs> probably yeah. way earlier. They may not sleep. <laughs> I mean, it's just. Well, I mean, I know they do it in peewee, but I'm up. That's a little bit. That's a, yeah, that's all. Like, you can just wake up, drive to the game, and, and play some peewee football. But they can yeah. wake up at eight o'clock. These players, not to mention, um, I guess we're talking about the Pac-12. Not to mention, they had school the night before. <laughs> you know, they have school Friday night, so they, they got to sure get out of that. Yeah, still, uh, <laughs> still uh, <laughs> student, the student part of the student athletes. Yeah. So. There you go. I think uh, maybe, Amanda, that we got a little bit of insight into how you could get a bunch of free massages. So they're doing NIL for services. Okay. That now you're starting something. Now you're starting something. But I do think it's interesting that the NIL (laughs) does affect small schools like that, even if it's on a, a, you know, slightly lower level. It still is a thing, you know? I would be down to like, do something and have you know play whatever sport and get makeup i'd be cool with that like yeah go ahead sponsor me i don't care you could drive a pink car around like mary Kay. uh i would be down with the pink car i like a pink car i don't care it's cute Today's poll question, Ethan, uh, where do we stand on that i remind you to go ahead and click like that means you'll see our stuff show up on your feed more often uh, via YouTube or wherever you may be watching. And we would love it if you'd subscribe to YouTube as well. So uh, what do we got on our poll question? What, what did we settle on and where are we? It's pretty lopsided. 87.8 in favor of yes. They think Tennessee did get gypped. 12% no. Because they Does this did. mean we're asking terrible poll questions, by the way? If no. we're that one-sided, shouldn't they be more polarizing? It's the second no. row. We ended up like 90%, uh, 93%, Ethan, was the question yesterday. Keep me honest. No, the, I didn't. 
What was the question? So yesterday, yesterday was yesterday the, was who the. Would you rather stick it to? Yeah, that one like was a lot team? closer. That one was oh, a lot closer. Okay, yeah. who do we? Uh, okay, uh, uh, who do we get on that? Amanda, tell us about the latest goings on wow. there at Zul Beer right downtown with a panoramic view. It's fantastic. Everything's going well there. It we're so busy and it's great and we love it and we're growing like crazy, and so we we love all of that. But we're constantly coming out with new and different beers bring back some of the you know staples that we have um but if you haven't tried it you need to because i didn't even like beer before i started working there and now i'm a sour fiend sour fiend sour massage Mm -hmm. fiend um ethan so you're you're uh, not a sour massage that sounds weird (laughs) i have neck problems okay c3 and c4 maybe that's like Deshaun code speak for the special massage. I don't know. Oh Ethan, <laughs> I need the sour massage. Ethan, let me, uh, let's, let's go back you. to the poll question yesterday. What do we have? Yeah. Who so you Florida stick it to in recruiting. Is that what Florida, we Florida, Florida won 48% to Alabama's 42. And then Ole Miss and Georgia were pretty considerably behind at 8% and 2%. How do I know Tennessee fans more than you guys? How? Well, I, I think I don't understand that logic for Florida. That that makes no sense to me. But the hatred you know, they they the have hatred. they have spoken. So I'll I'll let it slide. I guess. But I that is the one I would least pick of all of them. Me personally. Well, I think maybe that maybe there's some that have a resignation along those lines. Ethan, just say you're not going to beat Georgia regularly. Maybe so. Why, that, that why must not be beat it. Florida and climb? Because you're right. I mean, you'd rather beat Georgia and recruiting because yeah. you're more likely to get a four or five star guy. I guess Florida, uh, you can you can have that same logic. A lot of great players from the state of Florida too. But uh, between Florida and Georgia, Georgia's obviously the better team has been for the past decade. Uh, yes, yeah. I don't know. Uh, we shall see. So, all right. So uh, today's poll question again is, and where does it stand? And then as of right now, like we just talked about, it's actually gone up a little bit in favor of Tennessee, 88% to 11% that they did get gypped. No Tennessee baseball players on the college baseball All-American team. Kind of tough to swallow that. Yeah. Full spectrum CBD treats available right there at Craft Treats. Go to crafttreats.com. They've got the minor cannabinoids that increase the benefits of CBD. Great for situational anxiety, storm anxiety, car ride anxiety. They've got it all. That is our friend at Craft Treats. Go to crafttreats.com to learn more. The chill pills are fantastic. So <clears throat> this day in sports history, we have uh, already pretty much come to the point where we can say this day in fall history, there's not a lot going on as we're in the middle of the summer, but this day in sports history, what do you got there, Ethan? Yeah. Uh, I feel like we should address yesterday. Um, I believe it was Pat summit. Would have been her seventieth, sixth, sixth no. year. in. can't remember what it was. She passed Something away six years ago. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I was going towards. Six years ago, Pat summit uh, passed away yesterday. Um, today, uh, I couldn't find the Vols. I did find, I, I thought it was pretty interesting in 1986. Let me make sure I got my stuff right here. Yeah, 1986, the Boston Red Sox traded for Tom Seaver. I would say that's yeah. pretty significant. He turned out to be pretty good. One of the best I'd say so. <laughs> of that generation. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and again, you just can't say enough about Pat Summit. So yeah. that that anniversary of her past six years, Amanda. Six that was years. yeah. That was yesterday. That uh, got so quick, you know, which makes me think that she probably was sick towards the end of her coaching career too. And I've had people around the program that have told me that. And, you know, that drive that was there, she would still be coaching today if not for that. I have no, there's just zero doubt in my mind. We also passed recently the 50th anniversary of Title IX just a couple of days ago. And what that has meant, I know some people in, uh, in Knoxville and Tennessee fans don't like Title IX because supposedly it takes away from the, impact that the football team can have uh <clears throat> again just like baseball i would totally disagree with that it might not be a revenue sport amanda but it's an opportunity to showcase your wares on a national stage for three hours i mean i don't care if it's women's basketball i don't care if it's rowing i don't care if it's college baseball if it's not making money and you have to have it which you do because of title nine why not try to break even and get a big huge commercial on espn out of it yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see how this NIL thing plays out with the Title IX kind of uh, deal. I don't know. I feel like at some point there's going to be an issue there because, you know, the NIL for, for women is, is clearly not as great as it is for men's sports. Um, and I that's a that's a whole different ball game. Um, but I feel like there's going to be some kind of issue with that coming out in the future. But, okay, here's – I've dealt in this because Cooper Mays and Jacob Warren are technically employees of Thug Sports, um, and I believe that they should be paid, and they are. I make no bones about that. But I will tell you this, the market would not bear the same payment towards uh, a lady ball player and to some extent not a baseball or basketball player it no, doesn't matter that's just that's just where we are so in my opinion like journalistically and as a human being i see what you're saying they should get more money but as a businessman i look at it and say the bottom line is the draw is not there i don't say that they should get more money that's not what i'm saying more um, than they're I'm getting not- Sorry, I'm not coming. No, not even that. I'm not coming from a an emotional point or having one way or the other. I just think that there's going to be an issue with it in the future because it's going to go back to, well, you know, women don't have the same opportunity to get that kind of money. They don't have the same exposure. They don't have the same hype. They don't have the same this and that and this and that as a football team or a basketball team men's obviously. Um, and I think that's going to be an issue for the universities, especially with this whole NIL thing coming out. I think you could have solved this a long time ago um, by paying players and equally distributing money as a university, paying them as they are um, employees of the university, like you would pay an RA or a library assistant or what have you. You could have avoided all of this. But now that you've gone this route of the NIL, this is going to be a problem coming up. I'm, I see it already. A couple of quick notes on this day in <clears throat> sports history, too, that I will add. And it's brought to you by the Masters Place. 22 years on Chapman Highway, Marine Corps veteran-owned, A-plus accredited 
member of the Better Business Bureau, uh, over 225 five-star reviews on Google. There's uh, not any sort of gimmick. It's 30 to 70% off every day. Why wouldn't you go to the mattress place there on uh, Chapman Highway? So they've got Knoxville's finest selection of organic hybrid memory foam and latex beds. They're all awesome, awesome, awesome. The mattress place there on Chapman Highway. So, all right, this uh, real quick, this a couple of other notes <clears throat> from baseball and sports history. Oral Hershiser in 1984 began a string of making every scheduled start for how long on this day in 1984 he began that. Do you want to guess? Because now nobody makes a now nobody makes a scheduled start for longer than a couple of months. There's something wrong. There's a tweak in their elbow. They just bump them the next day. Six years until 1990. Goodness. He didn't miss a scheduled start. Good lord. Seems pretty good. <laughs> That's amazing. That's uh, a like, healthy does man. A, does uh, a clock go off in his head? Fifth day. Here we go. Yeah. Day, here we go. Crazy. And also Pete Rose played in a record 3,309 games that surpassed Carl Jostrowski for the record at the time. And, he got a wrong uh, after, Yeah, afterwards, uh, Rose said, quote, I bet you I could play in some more games. That was a terrible joke. That was a terrible joke. So bad. Oh, so bad. That was so good. That Dad was so everywhere. good. So good. <laughs> Feature and see our friend David Bassey at Bassey Lawn and Garden. He'll take care of you in Cleveland. City Heat and Air, cityheatandair.com. They're no gimmicks either. They are all about great service. I endorse everyone on this program, and it's because uh, I believe in them. So everybody you've heard of, uh, you can know that you're going to go and get five-star service. That's what they're all about. And so we will talk to you tomorrow. We're with you. Uh, the show drops. By 11 o'clock each and every weekday. So please subscribe. Please be sure and like. So you'll see more of us with Amanda, the serial masseusist, Ethan. Oh my gosh. I'm Dave Hooker. Have a fantastic day, everyone. And I'm in trouble.